I do. And I don't. There was an old podcast who lived in a shoe and had so many episodes they didn't know what to do. It's episode 65, Kat. I mean, Actually, that's as old it's as... episode 66. What? Yeah. All right. <laughs> do you want to start again? Nope. <laughs> I, episode 66, that's a beautiful number. Two sixes. Two sixes. Uh, we're three away from 69. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're approaching it with trepidation. I would like to say that by the time this episode airs, I would also like to be three away from 69. Woo! Three, what does that even mean? <laughs> three dates. Three dates? Three dates away from 69. Yeah, that sounds like, sounds like you would wait three dates. <laughs> I don't know how many dates you're in, but three more? I don't know. <laughs> I said that. by the time this episode airs. Are you oh. suggesting that it would have happened sooner than three dates? Yeah, like... What's the implication here? I, I feel like... Based on what we've been talking about in the last couple episodes, mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of these ASAP things. 69 ASAP? Are you, do you like hold off on the 69? Is uh, that like a, a thing? Because I've, I've tried I? to no. teach you about 69ing. Yes, yes, you have. And I don't think you've taken my instructions. To I don't actually yet. know. Oh, yes, I have. Never mind. Yeah, I have used your instructions. And it worked? It did. Because I remember you had said the other day that yeah, 69ing, I don't know. Definitely not the other day, but yes. <laughs> it was a day. Some time ago. <laughs> yeah, some time ago. Within the last, b- before the last 10 episodes, so when our, you were still in love with our, me, our, 10 episodes ago. <laughs> our mixed up timelines are going to sink my 69 ship here. Yeah. Okay. Well, whenever it was, it, it worked yes, for you. Yes, you. you have... You have coached me on 69. Yeah, because I, I feel like... Uh, six I don't I, I don't always have sex on the first date. I can say that. No, I know you. But the kissing on the first date, sex probably on the second is, I think, what the rule second is. Second or third. Cat. Okay. But you, the first time you have sex with someone, you would you 69 or you would probably not lean... Because I, I got to tell you, I'm sort of like getting into that pretty like right off the hop. Pro- yeah. That might even... Just because like I just like that angle. I think that um, I don't really have any hard or fast rules about how these things go. I like mm-hmm. to really be in the moment and get the the feel of the room, I guess. I think I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, man. Remember in the earlier episodes, I was like... You never talked about your... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember. I feel like if my mom's made it this far, it's like, <laughs> she's, you're welcome. Yeah, she's Whatever. already... Like, I feel like she should have given up on the podcast, like, <laughs> 10 episodes in, just be like, okay, I don't know. I don't care for this I, very I much. I don't the, need to hear the, anything more about Joel or Catherine's sex. I voice. like getting, I get, like, getting under, like, grabbing them cheeks, you know, from, like, from underneath, like, this way, and then, like, putting my face right in there, right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, and that... The 69 with me on top is very conducive to that. So that's what I, that's kind of the angle I go. And it's barely, it doesn't even have to be a 69. I can be off to the side a little bit. I just want to get in there. You just want to get in there. Yeah. I That angle doesn't work well for me. Is it because you need, you would prefer fingers to be part of it? And it's hard to get fingers in yeah, that angle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really thought about the mechanics of why. Mm. Anyway. 
you never know. It might just be whoever you're with, they, their technique in yeah. that angle. Not that they have bad technique, but they just don't have the technique in that angle. Well, that would be a pretty consistent thing happening with various people who I've been with through the years, but okay. But I will say also that, uh, like, you know, it doesn't work as well for, like, sometimes that is an all right thing, can work for someone, but then if I flip around and go straight straight ahead, Mm -hmm. uh, that sometimes just works a bit better. Yeah. So you can, usually you can get a result either way. I like that. And, you know, sometimes maybe it's just a preamble to a uh, mm-hmm. to a satisfying conclusion. All of this to say we're three episodes away from episode 69. Yeah, which is the sexiest, which should be the sexiest of all the episodes of all the podcasts. I like this challenge, actually. Like, send us your craziest sex questions for episode 69. Or sex questions. Stories, stories, or yes. advice, uh, like sex I, things, just sex things. I hope I have. A, I hope I have a sex story to share for episode sixty-nine. <laughs> so uh, this swashbuckler <laughs> sp- uh, pulled up on on his yacht, his yatched, yatched, <laughs> <laughs> and he raised the mast. If you know what I mean. Kept I feel like sexy. if I was going to tell a sex story, it would be a lot better than that. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> and he he lowered the jib, if you know what I mean. You know, he pulled the sheets through the, you know, they're called ropes are called sheets in the, in the uh, sailing. <laughs> this nautical metaphor is exhausting me. You think it was naughty? Well, it was naughty cold. Oh my God, please. Stop. Let's get into the first question, shall we? No. Mm, okay. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Yes. I have started dating someone about a month after they You ended. keep going on about it. Oh, this is a question. <laughs> <laughs> I've started dating someone about a month after they ended a serious long-term relationship. Mm. They weren't married, but she was with the guy for three years. She says... The last year was basically loveless and she stayed because he was going through a lot and she didn't want to completely abandon him. We've been chatting for a month and dating for a week or two. She told me of her own accord that she wasn't yet ready for him to know that she's dating anyone else. I'm okay with that at this point, but how long should that continue before it becomes a red flag? I would challenge this person that this whole question is kind of like preemptively worrying like this is just worrisome mm-hmm. like you're just being a warrior just worrying needlessly yeah because it's like we don't like it's different i mean i guess this is our bread and butter <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't disparage the question we need these questions but at the same time it's like well calm down <laughs> cool your jets yeah i mean she may uh, simply be like, okay, now it feels okay for me to tell him. I think what stuck out for me here was the fact that she, of her own accord, brought this up and said, hey, listen, I'm not ready to tell this my ex that I'm dating anyone yet. You think that's a plus point? No. It I, sounds more I, like... I think that's probably where the worry started to come from. Oh. Like it wouldn't even occur to me to tell exes that people were dating like one or two weeks well, into dating. Well, maybe she's meaning like... We're, I'm not going to post about us on social media. Two weeks into dating each other? I'm not going to do that anyway. Right. Or ever. 
Yeah. Only Sorry, al- Sinbad, you won't be showing up in the <laughs> stories. I, I will only allude to you with a nickname. Yeah. That I <laughs> that I try to make the professor, but this asshole across this couch keeps saying you Sinbad. Professor Sinbad, it is. But that, now that's it. That's how you'll be known. <laughs> but yeah, so she she is uh wants to keep it a secret. But I and by the way, um here is somebody who, again, we don't know this girl. Maybe she's the type that wants to stir up a bit of drama. Mm. So she this is true. She does not she this guy's been through a lot she she doesn't want like so quickly a month later she's in another relationship and then it's already seemingly getting somewhat serious because she actually wants to have this conversation Mm. yeah well you know i get it i get the keeping it away from the other guy right for his sake but bringing it up maybe is like yeah i'm fishing for a little bit of drama a little Mm -hmm. bit of like "Hmm, do you care about this what? No! I want to tell the world about us! You do? You know, like, I don't know if that's the moment she's looking for, but she, I think she wants some sort of... Oh, that's funny. Like, it's silly, you know, to, yeah. to have this conversation. But, um... Yeah, that was, to me, like, the thing that that's was the like, red. Hmm. This is the red flag, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, why is this even being talked about, period, right now? Like, one or two weeks into dating someone, you have no idea what's going to happen beyond the fact that you're oh, yeah. dating yeah. each other. It's like so short term. Like could, could be. even at that point, I'm not even assuming that they aren't dating other people. Right. Right? That's because of the people, you and the people that you date are all sluts. <laughs> <laughs> you just called me a slut, actually. I was just joking. It, no, was, it was just a hilarious comedy joke. I will down. not be shamed. No, 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 I'm not. It was a joke, cat. Joel, <laughs> it was a it was a, it was a complete joke. But no, but I think that's you like, and all the people you date. Come on, it was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of people. Okay, so if you're dating someone, like in a week or two of dating them, do you just assume they're not seeing anyone else? Um, Is that what normal people do? Normal, not slutty people. Good question. I think I would uh, sort of like take the person's I think I would judge each person by their own merits if you will so there are people that I would assume okay this isn't somebody that maybe has like a myriad of partners or is jumping into bed with like seven people at the same time I feel not at the exact same time Kat (laughs) sorry my slutty brain just (laughs) went there yes seven that's a small number but I think it could be fun still um (laughs) What's the ratio here? Four guys, four, four guys, three girls. What what's happening? Um, but yeah, I I I think you know could could be. But no, you're right. There is a potential that these people are. But I don't think that's the case in that because of how they're talking. Because of how she's talking. <laughs> He's like, yeah, definitely don't want him knowing about you. you. Uh, yeah, let's keep it a secret. I will also not tell. Because uh, people I was very recently yeah. dating up Janet and five Cl- minutes ago. <laughs> Janet and us. Candace also might not want to hear about <laughs> you, so that's perfect for me. <laughs> oh God, it's yeah. a perfect situation, sweetheart. You just let me know when you're ready. Yeah, you let me know when you're ready. I'll let them uh, them him know about this situation. But but he's asking about it being a red flag. So I think that these are normal people that 
<laughs> are being exclusive with each other already after two weeks. But they were talking for a month, maybe during the talking portion. They, um, they formed some kind of connection. That, but they may have, he had maybe had another partner, some. Then when now they're dating in this two week period, now this is. Now it's on. They're exclusive. So they're getting serious. Okay. But I remember a time in my life when I had an ex for quite a while and I was kind of like nervous about having another relationship because they had, um, like we had dated for a while and, and uh, the breakup was not horrible, but it was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and for both of us, but I think in a big way for her. And um, there was a financial connection between us. And I was worried that that would be a difficult thing to extricate myself from. If I maintain, if I, if I like was with someone else, because uh-huh. that's when people can get their panties in a twist. <laughs> people. Boys and girls. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you, somebody sh- else shows up, that, that's when the jealousy and then, oh, I'm going to screw this person over. So I was very like, I felt like for some of it, I felt a little bit like I was, um, in in not in prison what's the word uh, held hostage by this uh connection that mm-hmm. i was trying to i was saying let's deal with it let's do some paperwork and get it out of the way she wasn't ready to do that because mm-hmm. it was still that tie and i was like no no and it wasn't like we talked all the time like we were and we weren't like again we were friendly or whatever but i was like nudging every now and again because you can't push too hard because you, you know you're worried that that's gonna blow up in your face so I was like hey any chance you've looked at this thing and mm-hmm. um and it was only after that was all done that I was like okay now if I wanted to like really embrace a relationship I could uh, and I could be open about it now that's not exactly what's going on here but that was like over a year a year of having to like navigate of feeling that way, feeling that way. Like okay. it, it wasn't like I had like. How did that impact any relationships that you had? Well, it, like I was gonna say, it, I didn't have like a girl that like I was gonna marry that okay. I just had to tell her to shut up. You know, yeah. I was, I'm sure, dated some people, but I wasn't like I didn't feel an enormous connection. So like it wasn't like that was a actual problem practically necessarily, right. but. It was if I felt that way, and and could it have been like I held myself back? Probably not. I don't think I met anyone that I was. It's interesting though what you might have been doing unconsciously during that time. Who knows? It'll be hard. It would be hard to go back there, but um, to remember. But um, but yeah. So for this person, when we're talking about how long for the red flag thing, well, you know, you. This guy, this other guy has gone through some hard times. We don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his mental state is. Mm-hmm. We, She knows to a degree because yep. she knows this guy. And if she genuinely is concerned for his mental health and she doesn't want him to break, <laughs> she stayed with him for a year just to like keep him sane yeah. and to help him through the so how fragile is this person yeah and now she's out of the thing you guys are together two weeks i say you know 
I don't, I, six months doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah, I would feel it out for a couple months, actually, yeah. and just see where things go. And like, it's, it's like you don't have to rush into anything anyway, but also. And like, who is she talking to you the, to about the relationship and who have you been able to meet in her life right. in that time? Yes. In that couple Because there's more window. than just posting on social media. Yeah, social media should not be the barometer for your relationship. Yeah. If that's how you're validating your relationship, there's something wrong. I will say, though, since we are like bringing in some personal stories, this one did hit me because I had uh, a relationship before my, I met my family. And we were together for far too long. But his story going into the relationship is that he had this very volatile ex that he had to manage and that mm. she wasn't well. And that, like, every once in a while she'd pop up at his doorstep, like, in tears, begging for him to come back. And, like, maybe she would call me and harass me. And it was, like, a whole thing. And so... She'd call you and harass me. Yeah, you. she would, like, hunt oh. down my contact information. And sure enough, like, all of those things happened. But then, like, a year later, what I came to realize is that they, in fact, had a relationship the entire time we were together. So he painted this picture of this ex who was like really fragile and unstable and he had to manage it very carefully and like we had to keep a low profile because she was constantly stalking his new girlfriends. But in fact, he was like fucking her the whole time. This is the this is the long-term relationship. It was a long-term relationship. This is the 10-year... No, no, no. This no, was no. before my family. Oh, okay. Oh, this is, so this, this is the relationship that sent me running to Paris by myself afterwards. Yeah, we definitely talked about that. <laughs> Maybe we didn't. Maybe that's another <laughs> podcast episode. So, um, okay. So I, when I saw this question, I was like, oh, I know this story. But. Right. So th- there's a lot to say for, um, yeah, let's get some transparency going on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there, it is questionable when somebody doesn't want you to exist in their life uh, mm-hmm. beyond know whatever their little private thing um but But you'll see that like you'll see that over weeks and months if it if he seem if she seems to not want to like have you in their life you know if you're not meeting any of their friends if you're not meeting their family if you're not like going to their home even that would be a red flag i would say yeah yeah so there's other elements i guess as you say to judge yeah if you feel like you have to sneak around all the time in the relationship you can pretty much bet something untoward is going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay so two ways different uh, different ways to keep be observant Mm -hmm. and and this leads very nicely into the final question which boundaries do the two of you set with new relationships when do you set them and how do you present them are they overtly stated or implied I feel like um, you and I are going to have, this is going to be an I do and I don't. Yeah, 100%. I think, so, well, actually, you know what? I think you'll be surprised by this. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless you've changed, is this a new, is this a new cat change? Maybe. We, we speak in code here, uh, vag- vagaries. Vagaries? That's a new word I just came up with. Oh, you're speaking in vagaries again. Again. Um, I, I feel like Kat, you're Mrs. Uh, Miss, I want to communicate. So I would love to communicate my boundaries, maybe when they come up, maybe not right out of the gate, Mm. but certainly I want to communicate, uh, all my boundaries whenever I can or whatever. I just want to communicate. Is that not right? Mm, I don't know. I think that there's some stuff that's kind of implied for me in the beginning anyway. 
like what? I, consent. I feel like consent should be... Consent should never be implied. It should always be explicit. No, no, but implied that, that you should have consent. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's consent. implied that it, my, one of my boundaries is I need to give you consent. Yeah, I think that that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, so, like, for example, I need to see that someone is interested in communicating frequently through the day. Like, mm. I want them to check in and, like, text and... But that's not a... Is this boundaries? Yeah. But that's not a boundary. Yeah, it is. If they're not showing you clear communication, you're going to move on. Kat, that's not how boundaries work. Yes, it is. Boundaries are stop. No, boundaries are this is how I'm protecting my ecosystem. We've had this whole conversation. (laughs) All right, I'm going to let you use a very loose (laughs) interpretation of the word boundaries. Mm -hmm. But okay, so in your case, the boundary is I need more communication. (laughs) Yeah, well, I need consistent communication, Yeah. right? So if I'm not seeing that from someone, I will move on. I'm not going to raise it as an issue and say, I need you to text me more because a wise man taught me me. if they are not just naturally coming into my world, (laughs) (laughs) you're such a pervert. What's wrong with you? I'm the slutty one. I can't even say a word without you giggling like a schoolboy. Anyway. They're not naturally coming in me. I don't, I mean, into my world. (laughs) If they don't arrive, being able to like at least play ball in certain ways, then I can just move on. Well, communication to you is like point number one. Absolutely. So if somebody isn't meeting you there, then forget it. So clarity is also super important. Like if I don't feel like I'm getting all the pieces of the information Mm -hmm. or I'm not sure what their intention is, I have very recently said, I need you to take a break. I need to stop this until you are really clear on what you want here. Mm. That felt good to do that. Yeah. yeah, 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 it totally did. And that's not the first thing. By the way, that's not the first thing to say in a dating relationship. <laughs> no. Get to know not. someone, let them see your colors, and then if they still, you know, are being iffy and you you know what you want and you're not they're not sure, then you go, nah, figure out what you want, then come back to me. Yeah. And that's very reasonable. Yeah, and then okay, so another thing that I like is like consistency. If they say they're gonna do something, are they doing it? Right? Like, oh. Consistency uh, is like number one. We're going to get together on Friday. I'm really looking forward to seeing you. I agree. And then I wait. I don't ask. Mm. I don't remind. I don't check in. Friday comes up. Friday happens. We're gravy. If Friday doesn't happen, next. Like, Mm. and this is, I wouldn't have said any of these things when we first started recording this podcast. This is all because of me. (laughs) Yes. And life. But both, really. Well, one or the other. But um, the... And I mean, we've now, of course, that's if they say Friday's going to happen. But like you, you will initiate plans and keep plans. And oh, for sure, like, yeah. You know, this is that this is their instigation. You want to see if they'll follow through on what they've instigated. The things I'd like to see happen in relationship space are there because there are things that I know that I am naturally bringing to mm-hmm. that. So another boundary is trust, right? Like if I get some information and then conflicting information and I start to feel that like sense of I'm not sure that this is true and my intuition's kicking yeah. in yeah. Mm, I, I would very likely stop talking to the person yeah. like I wouldn't feel com- <laughs> I wouldn't feel compelled to investigate it deeply if my intuition was really going off the rails about something I've, I've, I've had those conversations and, and sort of those interactions with someone who you they say something Bold, sometimes bold statements. And then a little while later, they're like, well, no, I mean, I this more like this sort of thing. There's subtle differences. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, 
deteriorates the mm-hmm. things that, well, no, I, I know I said that, but now I, it's more, it's more like this. And, and it's like, oh, well, I don't know. I, overall, I think you're great. Yeah. Overall, I think you're wonderful. And I'm sure you have the sweetest, like the, the best intentions. You're a lovely person, but all these little, like, like holes in your in stories, the, the stories yeah. and the things you've said. And then, and, and then me knowing a certain amount of information, but then the pieces come together that you could have just said, and that's what your clarity thing is, mm-hmm. where where it's like, okay, you you told me about this person, you told me about this situation, but you never mentioned that this person was the person in that situation. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. They're both characters. Exactly. They're both in your life. Just get, put it all on, on Why the table. Why wouldn't you connect that? And I'm I'm learning that like my ability to put everything on the table is a bit unusual. I don't know that everyone operates like that. I think, and w- even when people aren't even ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is it. Like, w- does someone need to be ready for me to be transparent? I don't think so. But a lot of people feel like they need to reveal themselves a little more slowly in terms mm-hmm. of like the circumstances in their lives and the other things that they're dealing with beyond trying to connect. I would rather just have it all out there, like. Mm-hmm. Because for me, trust is such a weird, complicated, messy place. Yeah, if and if you don't have it, well, it's always been a matter of trust, Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. I think I. That would be my answer to the like, what do you want to learn about love? Question. <laughs> no one's asking that. <laughs> no one would ask that, and no one wants. It. But what is your answer? <laughs> like, I want to learn how to build actual trust in a loving relationship. And I think that the things that you have just described <laughs> are how. <laughs> Clarity, hey. communication, you know, all those things. Transparency. Mm-hmm. Now, th- and those things I would definitely agree with all of those as ideas of things that I want in a relationship. I don't think they're boundaries. But um, the... <laughs> I think that's the wrong word for them. But... Um, but we were talking that when the question asked, do you put it out there or do you keep it to yourself? I'll go back to my classic. I keep things to myself mm-hmm. to the to a frustrating degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's not so much that I in a lot of ways, to me, one, uh, there's two reasons for it. One, as I've said before, I don't want to give people the opportunity to be the person I want them to be faking, yeah. you know, to become the person. I want them to be themselves and hope that I can find that person that resembles some something that I would, that I can appreciate and fall in love with type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, part two is, I just forgot it. Oh, I was so in it. <laughs> <laughs> part um, one. Part two is that oftentimes when your boundaries are undermined, it doesn't matter to communicate them. Yeah. Because if the trust has been broken, like yeah. you don't really trust, then it's like, well, I don't really need to tell you that. And that's, this is it. Like, you know, so 
no, I'll keep my boundary. I'll go, yeah, well, that's a shame. That's not going to work out. And sometimes I'll be like, well, we'll see where this goes. I'll, I'll, I'll give that. But I'm not going to go, you broke this boundary. You know, now I'm no, this. No, there's no and point. And like, I agree. Do your thing and I will be here until I'm not here anymore. I think that's why you got confused and thought mine was just a list of like relationship criteria. But I can tell you in all honesty, at some point in the early stages of almost every relationship that I have been in up until now, one or two of those things have definitely been breached and mm. I've just like lost it over. All right. So now that you've put it that way, Kat, mm-hmm. you, win it, you win this one. <laughs> I don't want to win. <laughs> when those are breached, yeah, it, it's a boundary that's been broken. Yeah. And that's when you walk away. You mm-hmm. don't stay and listen to some excuse or try to believe a story because you so desperately want to be loved but that what's it doesn't so matter. crazy, and th- that's very big statement, very important statement Kat just said there, rewind it and listen to it again. <laughs> but what's so crazy is that these things should almost be the givens. Shouldn't they? You know, we were talking about like what's like that, oh, that's... What was the part of the podcast where it was just like, oh, this is just a, a given? Oh, uh, consent. Yeah, the consent thing. That's it. They're all. They should all be a given. Indeed, you should. Somebody should be trustworthy. Someone should communicate. Okay, that's going to look different for different people, but they should still communicate. What was the other one? They they should be transparent. Be transparent. I mean, again, I mean, the, the consistent, we, did we say oh consistency? My goodness. Consistency, yeah. I, as I say, should be at the top of the list. I mean, it's amazing what that does. Another one I'm going to throw in there is sexual compatibility. Yeah. And, and I mean, and like, okay, maybe the first time, the second time, it's a little awkward. You're getting yeah. to know someone. I'm willing to write it out. I'm willing to give it like three or four attempts at sexual connection yeah. to see what it's going to be like. And it's not necessarily even like how many orgasms am I having? It's like how engaged are they? How imaginative are they? How playful are they? Like Mm -hmm. how comfortable are they in that space? How open are they? I love that word. And that it's so, oh my goodness. And that sexual compatibility, it's a real tricky one because it's like sometimes you can have the best sex of your life with somebody that, you know nothing else is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then other times you're just like, oh, man, I'm just crazy about this person, but the sex is garbage. Yeah. And it's just like, man, you know, and and I'll say it again. We're repeating ourselves a little bit sometimes, but for our new listeners, I've always said, you know, sex can't make a relationship, but it can break a relationship. And uh, it's sad but true. <laughs> but yeah, very, very important. But but isn't that crazy that like both of us, that wasn't, that's not the top of the list. That's on the list. It's on the list, but it's not the top of the it's list. It's not the top of the list. But again, it's another thing that I have compromised on in the past. Yeah. Where I've known I'm definitely not sexually compatible with this partner, but I so badly want this relationship to work. I guess I've done that too, but I, I have this crazy faith that... I can turn that ship around. Yeah, and that's a real, real problem that a lot of people have struggled with, including myself, is this notion that like you're almost in love with the potential of the person. Yeah, versus... but, but, but Kat, you know me. I'll throw in the towel on many parts of the, these. Rela- <laughs> like I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. But when it comes to sex, and you know, like half my things mm-hmm. I talk about is sex, a very sexual person, I, I will still go, well... 
maybe, maybe if we tried this. Yeah, maybe they just need to take time. Maybe they, maybe they're demisexual. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't know me well enough. You know, maybe we need to spend more time. Talking maybe there's a way to make that happen. And I know that, like, uh, you know, like you say, sex has started slow with some people, mm-hmm. and then it's like just opened up into a whole world. So I believe that that can happen, but it does take two to. And, and that openness. And if you definitely don't have that, well, you're jumping over hurdles anyway. Yeah, the openness is Yeah, if, you're, if they're like, what? Mm, I don't know. Then you're Why like, do we have to mm. talk about this? Why don't we just do it? Yeah, well, come on. Because we're not doing it is the answer to that question. <laughs> but also, you know, if you can't talk about it because you're four, you shouldn't be doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like be an adult and be able to talk yeah. about sex openly, what you like about it, what you enjoy. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Even like, and you pick that up with the, when you're talking to people so quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, some, well, what happens? Well, you're, you know, you just want sex. Well, no, but it is something that I enjoy. Uh, You're, you're just, you're into sex. Yeah, I'm into sex. Yeah. And nobody should have to apologize for that story. Like when I, I've asked, what's your sexual, what's your uh, se- relationship with sex? Like, what's your relationship with sex? Well, isn't it a bit early to ask that question? This is not my first question. I've already asked, what's your, pa- what are your passions? Right. <laughs> but then later on, it's like, uh, well, no, we've been talking for like many, many back and forths. Now I'm just asking you what your relationship, your relationship, yeah. just give me whatever you want to give me of it with an answer. But to go, uh, isn't this a bit, you know, yeah, we can't talk like about sex. Yeah, it's like a block already. So yeah. we got to pretend that sex isn't going to hap- happen or it's not on the table. It's not possible. Sex doesn't happen in adult relationships. Sex isn't a, zero a huge important part of a. But I've asked someone else and they've gone, oh, I love sex. It's, it's really great. I do want to feel connected to the person I'm with. I don't just want to sleep. Yeah, yeah, of course. What a wonderful answer. I love to give pleasure. I love to receive pleasure. Yes, that's great. So I can tell you something. Um, When it comes to potential partners approaching my sexual experience, there are a lot of um, preconceived ideas about what I am like with regard to sex. Because you talked about it so much. Well, yeah, I have no problem talking about sex. I enjoy sex. I love learning about sex. I love teaching other people about sex. You're I like, have where been, are the Japanese ropes? I've at? been relatively open in my own sexual experience, and I'm mm-hmm. like super tolerant and open-minded, and like enthusiastic about how other people are approaching sex too. But that does not mean that I'm going to have sex with everybody and anybody. Right. And there seems to be like this weird kind of idea that like. I don't know, that I'm game for anything or uh, like I know everything that there is to know about sex and so therefore it will be impossible to please me. Like, you, It could be intimidating. Why is it intimidating? If I knew everything about astrophysics, would people be intimidated by me? Well, they're not going to the moon with you. <laughs> like, they might well, be shouldn't like, they be glad that I know a lot about astrophysics if we're going to the fucking yeah, moon? That, like, hello? That, if they're the, just the passenger, but I think that because you're because you're a woman, the man doesn't want to be the passenger. The man wants to be the one in the driving seat of, quote unquote, the cockpit of the uh, <laughs> spaceship. And uh, so they're like, well, you, you know, she knows all the all the things that I, I can't do anything for this person. I, 
and but again, it's irrational. Like, a lot of my knowledge is not applied knowledge. It's like textbook knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So like I can count on one hand the number of people who've actually been able to fulfill some of the things that I've read about in books. Frankly, I taught you how to squirt <laughs> last year. You didn't actually. A bald guy from Oakville did. But. No, he made you squirt. <laughs> I told you how to make the squirting happen consistently, Kat. No, he made me squirt before we had a podcast. And then when we were on the podcast, <laughs> don't twist this. Be consistent. When we were talking, you were like, he made you squirt. Yes. But you didn't like know how to consistently get the squirting to happen. Right. I brought that to you <laughs> last year. And now it's in your arsenal. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to say is... I gave you some <laughs> tidbit of education. And I'm grateful. And 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 th- that's me. I'm ignorant <laughs> at best. Ignorant at best. So like all this to say, what I know about sex has largely been learned from books and hasn't been like, for example, the Japanese rope bondage is a perfect I know, example. Something you want to do and you I'm so just enthusiastic and curious and titillated by this idea. But it's not happened. And it hasn't happened because I don't have opportunity. Like, it's happened because I have not met a partner with whom I can engage in that space with. But I think it's like, you know, and maybe that's the sort of, um, you know, the experiences you ha- you've you had. And maybe, um, maybe you just speak of these as if you've had the experiences. But, like, if we're talking about, like... Well, you've had the polyamorous relationship, so that's implied threesomes. Like, if we're going to go down the rabbit hole... Are we going on my bucket list We don't have to. We don't have to, like, (laughs) confirm nor deny, but if it's just like, oh, she's probably been with two men at the same time. I haven't. But that's something that somebody... Oh, no, wait. (laughs) Cat! (laughs) Wrong. Sorry. Yes, I have. Sorry, a a man, and I don't consider the other one a man. (laughs) He was just a young guy that, you know... Okay, yeah, let's, let's abandon this... But you don't have to confirm or but what I'm saying is right. okay, so hypothetically. Yeah. So for for a guy who like maybe hasn't had as many colorful experiences, they might be like, oh, you know. But what if that guy had like the best imagination and the most like ferocious appetite for sexuality? Right. And like a deep appreciation for beauty and pleasure. And what we're listening to right now is you saying, Man, it's so hard to find that, that person yes. that I'm having this insatiable like sexual connection and the other stuff too and it all melts together in one beautiful harmonious That guy's getting the ropes. I'm telling you right now, the moment <laughs> I meet that person, I don't I mean, care how many lovers he's had, if he, he approaches sex with that degree of detail and enthusiasm, he's getting the ropes. And the collar. And the collar. I mean, the collar is already on hand. <laughs> I don't know if you have the ropes in I, the tip. I do. You have the- but that, to me, the ropes is like, you got to watch a few YouTube videos. <laughs> I have a book. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Great. Um, do you have the hooks on the ceiling or Not whatever? Yet. Don't Not you? Because you do have to be suspended. Not always. Well, you just tie you up on the bed and fuck you there. Um, so, <laughs> Etc. Yeah, these are options. But the point is that I think that that's what these intimidated people, I don't know who where they are and if they're listening, but... And then that's the other part where you say um, people just think you're up for anything. Yeah. And I think that that's the also, yeah, just a crazy misconception of like just because you love sex doesn't mean you want to have sex with anyone. Yeah. And the reason why you love sex is because you 
wouldn't have sex with just anyone because like you I want love chocolate, sex. but there's some shitty chocolate. Yeah, like, like I really hate really, really, really dark bitter chocolate. Yeah, that's just my taste. You yeah, know? but uh, a nice sweeter vowel. Like I really like milk chocolate or chocolate with caramel, chocolate with hazelnuts, uh, white chocolate. Getting Forrest Gump in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, life <laughs> is like. <laughs> But actually, boxes of chocolate aren't that great because you get all the weird fillings and stuff. Just give me a dairy milk. Oh, I love dairy milk. Yeah, just good chocolate. The Cadbury Fruit and Nut Bar is like one of my favorite chocolate experiences. Interesting. Interesting because I've been getting these uh, Cadbury um, bars like whenever they're on sale. I had a little snack at work, you know. But I will never get that fruit and nut. Mm, I love it. I just don't want the dried fruit or... I mean, I get hazelnuts, but... I love it all. But anyway, um, don't judge cats so harshly. <laughs> don't be intimidated by me. And don't think that just because somebody is into sex and talks about sex and open about sex that they want to have sex with anyone at any time. Sometimes we can be picky and or choosy. Mm-hmm. Like, just look at Cat and I. We haven't slept with each other. And we're both very sexual people. <laughs> We spend a lot of time alone together. And we spend a lot of time alone naked on the couch. Not naked. <laughs> not naked. Not naked. Not naked recording this podcast together. <laughs> Joel is hellbent on keeping me single. <sighs> for Sorry. reasons that I cannot We're not understand. naked. We're not naked. Okay. Um, and that's podcast 66. Three more episodes. Till the sexiest podcast you've ever going to listen to. Ever. Um, hey, folks. You probably are wondering how we got these questions. And if and you're probably sitting there going, I have a lot of questions that I need these two brilliant minds to answer. And I have a really sexy story that I want to share for episode 69. And just the sexiest story ever. Ever. That I was going to send to Penthouse, but I decided now I'm going to send to I Do and I Don't Show a podcast show. Um, well, to send those stories or questions, if you're sitting there going like, oh my goodness, my life's a shambles. How can I get answers? Send them your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, I do and I don't show, and send the messages to our DMs there, or Kat's DMs. Don't send them to me. Because <laughs> yeah. part of the show is I don't really uh, read the messages. <laughs> I don't get them. Kat gets them. She keeps you anonymous, and she brings them to me. And as you heard, I answer them uh, very coherently. From the heart. With a lot of wisdom. Mm. Um, And Kat, what were you going to tell me? I was going to say, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating and review and tell everyone you know who can listen to this without being upset. Yeah. So don't tell my mom. Don't tell Joel's mom. (laughs) Don't tell anyone in my family. And uh, also, or certain exes that I may have (laughs) alluded to. And one thing that I do want to mention is um, you want to bisque fire your clay to cone 04, I'd say, and then glaze it, and then, of course, bisque fire, uh, fire it again to cone 06.